Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. It's called <laughs> I Have, I have a, a Strange, strange story, story Podcast. podcast. <laughs> We're it's switching it up. Off. Yep. We're switching it up. Gotta make it different. New year, new life. Um, so, you know, this is the show where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences. Um, my name is Lindsay. My name is Rebecca or Becky. Uh-huh. And then, you know, this is the show where we do it. <laughs> where we do where the we, thing. We do the show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So this is episode 68, mm-hmm. and um, we do have some announcements. I'm not even going to play around. I'm not even going to fucking joke around about saying, do we have some, because we've got some. Yeah, we do. We have a very exciting one. Start with the exciting one. Do you want to say it? No, you can say it. You're the okay. one who knew. I didn't know. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for the 10,000 listens. Yay! Yay! It's actually over 10,000. It is. I just want to be okay, Well, but we got it. Yeah. That's we awesome. That's exciting. It. Yeah. It is exciting. Thank you so much, everybody. It really, um, it really boosts our ego a little yes. bit. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a milestone. Definitely. It's cool. Yeah. It's a milestone. I've been looking yeah. forward to it. Me Some too. people hit it much faster than we do. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I know. <laughs> Well, Some people at do least that. We're, we're trying. We're trying. We're doing our best. But it's um true. but yeah, thank you so much everybody for that. We're very proud of it and um yeah, and hopefully we'll get to 20,000 even faster. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um what's the other announcement? Was so the other one, one okay, I just yeah. wanted to give a shout out to our friend um Danae Sweet on the Witchy Woman podcast. Um, hey, I just wanted to let you guys know, um, y'all should check her out. So I have, um, been listening to her since episode one. Um, she is an amazing podcast host. She's an amazing woman. She's feminist as fuck and, um, super down to earth. And she's going to teach you how to be the best witch that you can be. Um, so she has a weekly show. I think it comes about every, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember. Um, it's fun. She'll talk about spells. If there's a Sabbath near, she'll talk about the Sabbath. She talks about moon phases and what you're supposed to do in those days. And there's just, there's so much. And, um, I've really learned a lot. It's, uh, she's raw, she's emotional and, um, she's awesome. So make sure you check her out. She's the witchy woman podcast. And, uh, you can find her anywhere you, you listen to your favorite shows, um, and I think she has a, a website called uh, witchywomanpodcast.com. Oh. I'm going to check that out before. Um, also, Facebook page. Go to there. I'm there. We have fun. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm in. All right. I sold you. Sweet. I can't wait. And let's ask her if those um, candles at Target, 
that mm-hmm. look witchy are really witchy. <laughs> <laughs> they have that shit at Target now. Isn't that kind of crazy? I know. Like, it's, it's become so mainstream. Is it like the, the tall ones? Like in the glass? They have some tall ones, uh-huh. but then they also have some black candles. Oh, yeah. And some triangle candles. And then they have some candles that are like for your astrology sign. Oh, and that's I was cool. like, I think I just need that. I mean, I'm not into that shit, but I was like, <laughs> I just think I need mine that says Pisces on it because it's black. <laughs> and like, it has like the Pisces symbol is gold. That's oh, cool. Cute. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing that I've learned about her is um, with witchcraft, you follow your own path. So... Well, my path um, is the fucking candles at Target. Exactly. Because I'm a white woman. White woman with a black candle. And I go to Target every weekend. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get your witchy supplies. Yeah, I was looking at houses, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, I'd ask somebody if a certain area, I was like, do they have a Target? They were like, no. And I was like, I'm not moving there. <laughs> Shut the fuck I'm up. serious. Why the fuck would you move to a town that doesn't have a Target? I don't know, ma'am. They don't I mean... have an H-E-B either. I was like, I'm fucking out. Okay. And for those of you who don't know what H-E-B is, it's a grocery store. It's a, it's we, a great grocery store. Yeah. We have like listeners all over the world. Not just in Texas. Universe. Yeah. Did you know that whenever you look at our listeners that it'll show you the universe? Yeah. And it'll show you how many listeners like you have in Plato or Mars or, you know, whatever. Oh, how many Wait, do we have? Is Plato a planet again? I it's, think it is. It, first of all, it's not Plato. It's, back, it's baby. Pluto. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And last I heard, it's still not a planet. Nah, it's back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said Plato instead of Pluto. God damn it. And the whole world's going to hear it. Did you know that I've been drinking vodka this entire time? Oh, it looked like water. It wasn't. It's vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Fooled you. <laughs> Taking some strong pulls off that glass, yeah. too. It's clean. It's clean because it's clear, so it's okay if I drink it. All right. It's a part of my detox. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay did you want to hear my story i do want to hear your story let's okay. hear it i don't know what it is about i have some ideas and i've got some fun you know research for it anyways <clears throat> the title of this story was something's haunting my family <laughs> okay <laughs> You didn't like the way I said it. I thought it was funny. You didn't, your fucking face just stayed like blank. I know. I just want to get through this. I would. Oh, <laughs> something's haunting my family. Okay. <laughs> they <laughs> they posted this story two years ago. By the way, it's a two year old story, but the story starts out that and it says two weeks ago. So it's a total mind fuck. Okay. Okay. So two <laughs> years and two weeks ago. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, okay. His younger sister started hearing voices and this came up casually in conversation uh because he's a believer in all of these types of things and so it usually comes up when he's talking to people so he was talking to his sister her friends um and they were on the back porch slowly sharing stories scary stories uh that they'd encountered themselves and it's not really supposed to be slowly it was supposed to be they were sharing stories (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, So anyways, the voice that his sister kept hearing, she described as it being like really deep and masculine. It calls her name at night whenever she's in her room and it's coming from outside. 
So the voice isn't yelling, but it's loud enough that she can like clearly hear it from outside. And it's from like the middle of the yard. And just to get an idea of like what their house and their yard looks like. So the house is about a 1200 square foot single story home, which sounds perfect, by the way. (laughs) Is it for sale? Um, They have a driveway that's very short. It's made of gravel. But the unique thing is that like that driveway goes all the way to the back of the house into the backyard and like kind of up to where their back porch is. Um, So it sounds a little country, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Okay. So the next day he gets home from work. Um, He'd been out all day. And he looked in the backyard and he thought he saw something um, through a small batch of trees that they have in the backyard. Um, And just to clarify, his dad doesn't live with him. And his mom had just gone tanning. And so he was the only adult there. And he said that he was the only adult, adult there to supervise his sisters and then their two friends who were there. So he saw something back there. He went straight to the girl's room and he was like, hey, something's outside. Don't go out there. I'm going to fucking go check it out. So he walked outside and they fucking marched right behind him onto the back <laughs> porch and watched. And he was like, they didn't fucking listen to me, right? I wouldn't have listened either. I'd be like, there's something in the backyard. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, totally. So he looked around the yard, but he didn't see anything. Uh, So the girls, they turned around and went inside. And he started to get inside. Or turned around and started to walk inside. Oh, my. Oh, my God. But as soon as he got inside, something picked him up and threw him about five feet in the air. So the girls were turned and they couldn't see him because they were already inside. Um, And he says he's about five foot 10. He's 180 pounds. And he said being thrown five feet in the air is not something that he's experienced his entire like adult life. (laughs) Um, So he said he fucking freaked out. He ran towards the house. um, And as he was running towards the house, something like fucking shoved him too. So he made it inside and after about 10 minutes, he realized he'd fucking lost his shoe. And he looked in the backyard and he saw it back there and he was like, God damn it. Cause he needs his shoe for the next day. So he was like, I'm not going to fucking lie. I was terrified. I didn't want to go back outside. So he got his dog and put it on a leash and was like, let's go. <laughs> so he goes outside with his dog And as he gets to the stairs, like the back porch leading into the yard, that dog is like, nah, fuck it. I'm not going with you. The dog was like, "Mm mm-mm. It put its ears back. It kind of growled. And then it sat down on the back porch. And he said, this is where this dog steals the show. The dog put the leash in its mouth (laughs) and sat there and was like, I'm not moving. And he was like, that's what they had taught the dog to do whenever it was uh, done, you know, doing whatever it was going to do or to let them know that he was going to stay. That's what it was. So it's like the trick they taught him where he was like, I'm going to stay. He's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, To make it better, it's a pit bull. Be still my heart. I know. Oh, my God. I love it so so much. He was able to get to the middle of the backyard. He fucking grabbed his shoe and he started sprinting back inside. So I guess he went out through the front door. He's sprinting towards the front dog. He yells at his dog like, let's go. That dog took off and it beat him to the front door. 
So he got back inside, and once he's inside, his uh, sister's friend approaches him, and she was like, dude, I fucking saw you get thrown. And he was like, dude, I did. Like, he was like, please, like, take a look at my back. Like, it, it, like, it feels like it got scratched or something whenever I was thrown. So she pulled up the back of his shirt, and she just screamed and ran off. She's a teenage girl. Um, so there was no explanation. Uh, whatevs. So he went into the bathroom and he pulled up his shirt and he looked and what he saw was four very long scratch marks that were running down the length of his back. Um, so at this point, all of them were terrified because she ran back to the room where her, uh, his sisters were. And then the other friend were, um, the thing is, is that one of the sisters like just didn't fucking believe it. She wasn't into it. She thought it was all made up. She didn't see anything happen. Um, so they all go to the front porch to smoke a cigarette. The younger one who didn't believe in anything, she went back inside to get her lighter. And he said that after about two seconds of her fucking walking in that house, she screamed and she ran back out the front door and she said something was looking in their back window. And he described that the window, it slides down. Um, it doesn't have any blinds and it doesn't have any curtains. So you could just see right out of it. And what she saw were like the head and shoulders of a person. And he said that whatever it was, it had to be like fucking seven feet tall to be able to look in the window. Oh my gosh. I know. So they decide they all have to stick together. And like, that's a good choice, my friend. Don't fucking like break up the group and don't like run around everywhere you stay in one place and you let it come to you and then you kill it (laughs) 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 so they decide not to break up they're all going to stay together so they're sitting outside talking about it and they're still on the front porch and he finally was like so are we just going to sit here with this thing out here all night because like it was fucking outside right Mm -hmm. and he said immediately upon saying that they hear immensely heavy footsteps running towards the front of the house um, down the side driveway. So you remember how I said the, the driveway like looped around the back? It's running up that side driveway. And he said they look over and they see like gravel flying, but they can't see a body. They can't see anything, but they hear it and they can tell it's running straight towards them. Um, and so they, you know, fucking ran inside and shut the door and it wasn't able to get inside the house. But he says whenever his mom got home, uh, he showed her the area where he was attacked and she blessed it with sage. And then he, she blessed his sister's physical body and spirit in accordance with her native heritage. So I don't know what her native heritage is. However, it makes me think when you say native, it's like Native American. I don't know. I guess it just depends on where they're from, where this where story are they is from. from. Right. I don't know where they're from either. Um, he didn't say where he was from. But so this is what threw me off was that. So you think poltergeist, right? But it was outside. And I was thinking a poltergeist was always attached to a house. But earlier you said it could have been attached to the land. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, it could be that. Um it's an aggressive poltergeist, and I would say it's in the last stages of being a poltergeist. Okay. Because I did some research to see, can a poltergeist be outside? Because I was really baffled by it. And I found the fucking eight stages of a poltergeist. I love it. 
this is how it starts. The first stage is the beginnings. Uh, and basically you just hear like faint noises, like scratching. And it's at night, usually only. And it, you would think it's like a rat or something or a squirrel, like scratching. You don't think anything of it. I mean, well, okay. So no, that's not true. <laughs> what? I would not think anything, not any of anything if I heard scratching. Oh, yeah. That no, is one of the scariest noises that you can hear ever. Yeah. Regardless of yeah we had unfortunately we had mice whenever we moved into this house and you could hear them scratching and if you don't know it's not if you don't know that it's mice if you think that it's a ghost or something it's pretty scary yeah it can sound pretty bad Mm -hmm. but anyways that's what it was he said that it says that usually it's kind of easy to ignore but then you get to stage two and it's actually noises and he said that this is a little bit harder to ignore um, it's usually like knocking or banging noises, um, and you really can't like brush it off. And you also start to hear this stuff during the day too. It's not just at night. So then the third stage is moving objects. So objects get moved, stones are thrown. That's scary. Yeah. Um, so objects that are moved are usually like warm if you touch them mm. after they've been moved. Usually you don't see them moving. You just all of a sudden they've moved. So stage four, apports and disapports. Disapports? Okay. <laughs> so that's where an object appears out of nowhere or disappears, like into thin air. Okay. What the fuck, dude? You think that <laughs> happens? That's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's weird. Okay. Stage five is communication. That's where you start hearing knocking, whistles, slurps, like, yeah. Gross growls uh muttering at first but then after a while you start to hear like kind of a clear voice and it sounds robotic and then eventually it fucking talks clearly and it'll say like grand things like i'm a murderer i was a murderer so this is a serial killer this is just stage four that's fucking stage five oh that's five how many stages are there eight this is getting like it's getting that I know. Yeah. Okay, so stage six is the climax stage. It's where there's a total increase in activity. Um, and it usually can last for like hours or days. And it doesn't stop. You saw that in the movie Poltergeist in the room where shit was moving constantly. Remember that? In the kids' room? And then at this point, they can just fucking talk to you. And they may start talking to you like in normal conversation or saying things like, I'm going to leave soon. Which is true. They're going to fucking leave soon. Because then there's stage seven, and I don't know what stage seven is, but, you know, they start to lose their abilities, and their, like, abilities start to reverse. Oh, decline is stage seven. And stage eight, uh, you know, it's the ending. So, wait a second. So, it's, it's like, this is, like... Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I was a little bit thrown off. I thought that okay. they were just going to get worse and worse and worse. This is, like... Like, by day eight, if this thing went on for, if day one was stage one or whatever, day two was stage two, this thing would go on for eight days and then it would just go away. Well, no, it's not just for eight days, it's just Well, no, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. That's just kind oh. of what I'm, you know, that's how I'm oh. thinking. I'm processing this. So eventually a poltergeist is going to disappear. That's what it said. It said sometimes it'll disappear prematurely because of a... um blessing of the home or it's not a seance what is it where priests come in and make shit leave an exorcism 
Yeah, exorcism. It says okay. sometimes it, it'll end prematurely because of that. But other times, like, it, it alluded to that it, it'll lose its powers and it'll, like, slow down. Okay. Yeah. What I thought was funny about the article um, was a little bit of... So it's based on a book. Um, it, but it says that usually, like, the idolized poltergeist haunting, it usually focuses on a person. And usually the person of interest is a teenage female. Right. Right? But it can be any age or gender. I swear to God, there was a poltergeist that fucked with me when I was a teen. Don't you think so? I mean, you go back and forth on that all the time. It's just... I know. <laughs> I just don't know anymore. <laughs> um, and it said that it usually focuses on people who are in a stressful situation of some kind, which, like, yeah. Like, duh. Um... <laughs> But what I thought was the funniest part of this is that it says an early theory was that a poltergeist-like activity was caused by uncontrolled female teenage sexual energy. Obviously. It's an an unfounded belief that persists to this day. Let's just blame it on all those girls and their hormones and, you know, their wayward ways. Isn't it funny? It's so stupid. I know. It's so dumb. Um, anyways, I thought the stages were kind of interesting. I don't know why we blame. Everything is blamed on women. <laughs> it's easy. Um, anyways, so, oh, I looked up a few other things, too, that I thought were kind of cute. We talked a little bit about them because I was like, what the fuck could this be? Because I was so convinced it couldn't be a poltergeist because it was outside. So I found something called the Puckwudgie. Yes. It's one of your favorite, right? I, I yeah, I, you know, they may be right right there next to Bigfoot, maybe. Ah, well, they're puck I mean, they're fucking freaky as shit. I have never heard a good story about a puck wedgie, but <laughs> Well, they hate humans. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know that anybody's really So if you live to tell the tale, uh-huh. Um Usually it's because you don't go with them. If you if you go with them, you're gone. So you can't come back uh, and be like, yeah, they were actually pretty cool. I read that they don't like humans. They turn against them and they lure them to their deaths. Mm-hmm. And then so does the Pope Lick Monster. <laughs> have you heard of that? I have heard of that. The Pope Lick Monster. It's a goat slash man slash sheep. Mm-hmm. Um. And he also, he uses hypnosis to lead people to their death. Yeah, he's from the South, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. And then the other one that I wanted to tell you about was the Slide Rock uh, Bolter. <laughs> you already knew about that, though. It's the it's like this huge whale-looking thing that slides down um, steep slopes, and it gobbles everything up in its path. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Whenever I moved to Colorado, I did check out to see, because, you know, they have those maps where, like cryptid spottings are or whatever and i can't remember what texas is it may be the chupacabra um but for colorado it was it was like yeah the the rock slider or whatever and i was like that's some bullshit it's a whale (laughs) that lives on a mountain it's so dumb (laughs) i'm sorry i don't believe in it i don't i was looking for chupacabra stories i can't find any oh yeah those are i think that they're fun yeah, that would be fun. Um, I guess we need to look uh, into, like, where'd they come originate from? Puerto Rico? Um, 
I don't know, somewhere maybe in South America. Anyways. I think it's South America. So I don't think that this entity was a puck wedgie because yeah. puck wedgies are real short. Yeah, you don't think it could throw somebody. No. I mean, unless it used its mind. I mean, the only things, these are the things I can narrow down to is a poltergeist, mm-hmm. which you're right. It could be touched the land mm-hmm. or a Wendigo because it's calling things by the name, trying to lure you to your death. However, it's not a familiar like voice. Right. So it's not really using trickery. Mm-hmm. And then there's Skinwalker. Right. But it just doesn't, it doesn't delightfully fit any of those descriptions besides a poltergeist. I think that's the closest thing. You know, there was, um, there is a, um, and this is of Native American kind of folklore and legend. There is a, a creature called, I mean, I'm going to get it wrong, but it's like walking, walking Joe or walking Sam or something like that. But anyways, it's this huge fucking weird ass entity that's really fucking tall. Okay. And he's really scary. I di- I haven't done a whole lot of research for it. I just looked it up for some reason. I can't remember what I was looking it up for. But um kind of like a tall shadow person or a tall just a tall weird being. And I don't know what he does besides maybe freak people out. But like I said, I haven't looked a whole lot into it. Um but I just that came to mind. Whenever you said, you know, their their native tradition or whatever yeah. you had said in the beginning. So that it, if if that's if if this person is from Native America, that's the only thing that I can. Did I say Native America? If this you person did. is Native American. Wow. <laughs> what did you say earlier? Pablo, Pluto, Plato. Yeah. I said Plato instead of oh, Pluto. Oh, man. What is wrong I with know. us? Oh, you know what else is somebody who listened um text me and they were like hey you were all talking about how you know we were gonna die before the year 3000 and they were like do you know that 3000 isn't a hundred years away it's a thousand <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh, yeah. <laughs> math is I hard shit. i know i wonder how many other people caught on to that i thought oh, it was really geez. funny i mean we will be dead yeah, we'll be dead for we'll sure. Totally like be I dead. was hello, I was just stating the facts. <laughs> Does walking Doesn't Sam change anything? Um it looks like walking Sam wears a top hat. Okay, so maybe they didn't maybe this guy didn't have a top hat on. Yeah, he took it okay. off. He took it off cuz he was being a gentleman as He's he like, looked hello. inside the house. Yeah, hello. exactly. Hello, governor. But <laughs> but he was like I'm just going to stay in the backyard till they come back here. Yeah. He's and like, then he changed his mind. some change. <laughs> <sighs> and that's Lindsay. Accents. She's she's ready for parties. You need somebody to act with. You know. That's me. Give her a call. She's open. She can move wherever. She can meet you somewhere. Dude. Pay this, her. This says that walking Sam... Mm-hmm. has the soles of his victims dangling from his arms. Oh, no. And that they'll hear him whistle and mm-hmm. cutting through dense trees. And then the victim will hear voices in their head telling them they're worthless and they should take their own life. Oh, Dude, he's fucking cool. <laughs> I don't know about cool. He sounds like a real asshole to me. Wow. 
Yeah, we just went well, on another path. He encourages mass attempted suicides by like huge amounts of people. That's what I. That's why I was looking it up. There was a story yeah. about I think it was like three people that were attempting suicide, and they were like, "Yeah, walking, walking Sam." Wow. This yeah. says that. Um, most of the victims are young adults and teenagers mm-hmm. who are impressionable. And that one reported case claims that within a matter of months, 200 teens attempted suicide and nine were successful. Whoa. That is fucking crazy, dude. That's terrible. So I don't think it's walking Sam. Okay. Well, we ruled that guy out. But nice try. Well, you know, I do my best. You did good. I try to know everything, but I don't. I know. You're really good at it. <laughs> but anyways, that's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all done. Okay, cool. I'd like to know if anybody else um, has any thoughts on this, what it could be maybe. Yeah. If it peaks I mean, tell us. your memory or your interest or if you know what it is, hook, hook a girl up. Yeah. I, I have something exciting. Okay. I'm really happy. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um, so we're having a continuation. Yes. Yes. So I'm just going to jog you guys' memories. Um, so we've had parts one of three of this story before. Um, this person, he, I am allowed to call him a he, um, mm-hmm. His whole life, he's been, uh, something's been going on. Some paranormal shit has been going on. We have covered the first three parts. And I just kind of want to do a little recap um, just to, to let y'all remember what's going on. So part one, um, we've got some lights and a kitchen situation where the cabinets are opening. Um, the, the doors are opening, closing, lights are coming on and off. Cats disappearing. Yeah, they're real. It's a really sad story. The meow meows. The meow meows are gone, gone. Um, and then the next up, ep- the the next episode, um, we're seeing some creepy little shadow figures. Um, and he's spending the night over at a friend's house. The little shadow figures decide to be assholes and come out and scare his friend. He's never allowed over again after that. Um, and then the last episode that we left off at is where um, he noticed a little ball of light and he saw a weird shadowy figure in his closet and then he moved out of this house. Okay. So we're going to pick up where he moves into this new home. Okay. But before I do that, I just wanted to mention something. Um, So he listened to the last episode and I think that we had some, um, some guesses on what that little ball of light could be. So we thought maybe it was a relative or a deceased family member or somebody watching over him. He said that he felt like this ball of light was, um, was more of like feelings or he felt it was like a feeling tactic, uh, hang on, more of a feeling attached like to his emotions. Okay. Yeah. If that, I don't know if I said that right. A personification of his feelings? Right. Is that the right, did I use that? I think so. I think. Yeah. So, um, so this is where we're leaving, where we're picking up again. And I am so happy that we got the rest of this story. We, I 
think we have one more, but this story, like, okay. I had, after I read it, I had to sit back and just like take it all in. It's, it's so interesting to me what has come out of this, all these weird experiences and everything is, is finally coming to a head. And I think we're going to get that in the next part. And I'm very excited. Um, It's just, it's just, it's just incredible. So anyways, I'm going to (laughs) go. I'll just let y'all know. Okay. (laughs) How, How about I just go ahead? So we left off where this guy moved out of the apartment to a new home. Um, and, and this is actually right down the street where he used to live. Um, he's lived in this house for the past 10 years or so. Or so. He says it's an old house. Um, it was built in like the 60s. It's four bedroom, two bath, two story home. And he was lucky enough to score the basement. So in the basement is um, a full living room, a bedroom and a bathroom. So it's basically like my basement. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's really cool. I get it. Um, he fucking loved it. He said it was like his sanctuary. Um, and at the time he was 17. So what more could you ask for your own space whenever you're that old, whenever you're That's that age? Good. Yeah, it's cool. And he was beginning to make some good friends. Um, he kind of was coming into his own. And guess what he started to get into? Guess. Drugs. No. I mean, oh. he may have, but he didn't mention that. Um, the pair of fucking normal. Yay! Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he used to love ghost stories as a kid. Um, and eventually, this just kind of grew up with him. And he was like, I'm going to join a local ghost hunting group. And so he did. Um, oh, that's cool. I know. So he kind of dove first into the supernatural. It was, it, was his, it was his thing. And he was having a good time. He was rolling with it. Um, and eventually, strangely enough, those little shadowy figures were drifting away um, and things were kind of normaling out. But but now at this time, <laughs> instead of weird shadowy people, instead of lights, instead of a creepy dude in the closet, he started to have vivid dreams, like realistic dreams, like he was living them out. Um, he can remember exact details from them even 16 years later after having these dreams um it is really good i can't dream i can't think of what i dreamt of last night ever hardly but anyways um so he's had a lot of these dreams uh but there's a couple of them that really stick out of his mind as profound so i'm gonna um, share some of those with y'all um let's see so the best dreams he had, um, it always involved this this beautiful woman. He says it was the most beautiful woman that he has ever seen. Um, she was a petite woman with long black hair. He's very good at judging these things because I have a terrible time judging. But he said he was about five. T- she was about five two, one hundred and twenty pounds. Huh. Good for like, him. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I can't look at something and do that. So I'm very impressed even by that. Um, and he never saw it in real life. She was only in his dreams and she showed up throughout the years, um, where either she was trying to show him something or he was saving her. Um, one of the earliest dreams he had of her was, um, it began in a large, like metallic room and this room had an open ceiling and it revealed a dark blue sky. He said, 
she met him in this room. She held his hand and guided him to this horseshoe-shaped table where, <laughs> where hundreds of naked women just lay there. Ew. I know. It's weird. Um, and so she was like, hey, pick one of these. Pick them. And they walked around the room. And he was told to choose one that he liked. So after he got finished walking around the room, he pointed one. He's like, well, she's really pretty. And then he was instructed to have sex with her. He was shocked because he said at the time, like, he had never had sex. Um, but he was guided into having intercourse with this woman. And whenever he was finished, all of the women were removed and the table was removed. And so um, it was just the it was just the young the woman and him left. And she was just going on and on about how proud he was. She was of him. Um, and after that, she was like, okay, you need to wake up. And he woke up in his bed. At this time, he decided to start calling her Zoe. So that's how I'm going to refer to her from now on. Um, this was the only time, by the way, that he had a dream like this ever. And he said that it was... Um, I think he had a hard time kind of talking about it because it's weird, right? To talk about your dreams like that, but yeah, it's fine. Um, so anyways, in his dream or whenever he was in his twenties, he thought that these, um, were no big deal. He was going to move on his, on in his life. But he started then starting to long for Zoe, like he was madly in love with this woman that he saw in, in his dreams. And he began to miss her. So he would go to bed every night just wanting nothing but to see her. He just had her on her mind constantly. Um, and whenever he did dream of her, it was the happiest he'd ever been, he said. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, he had many dreams of her, but if you stick out, um, so one of them... Uh, they start on a beach. It's just him, actually. He's on a beach. It's beautiful. There's a beautiful lighthouse. Um, he's walking on the sand. He imagines that everything is just perfect looking. Um, and then he hears Zoe's voice. He looks up and he sees her at the top of the lighthouse and she's waving at him to come up. He was so fucking excited. So he ran to the lighthouse. He ran up the stairs. But at the top of the stairs was a brick wall. He could hear her on the other side and he began to panic and scream and he began to punch the wall and tried to do everything that he could to get to the other side. Um, he heard her again, but this time she told him to turn around and there was a door behind him and he went into the door and there was a large room filled with what appeared to be medical equipment. Um, as he was looking around, he could hear her saying, nothing is as it seems Always look further and never be afraid. Uh, then he was told to wake up, and he did. Another one of these dreams was about um, a year or so later, and um, it started out with him driving in a car, and then his car broke down. So he got out of the car, he checked the hood, um, and then he noticed a pair of headlights coming towards him, and so he decided to wave down the car. So he waved down the car. Lo and behold, Zoe is driving. And he's so fucking happy. He runs up to her. Um, he gives her a hug. And she told him how much she missed him and how um, how she would never 
let him be in danger or leave him alone, and she'll always be with him. These are these are kind of the first things that she says. Aww. Feelings mutual, it sounds like. Um, he said that this comment stuck with him ever since he heard it. Um, he said as a hug, she said, I need to show you something. And she took his hand and started and they started levitating through the air. He said it was amazing. He saw everything below him. And he said that he felt her smile. He couldn't see her, but he knew that she was smiling. Um, they floated to an opening where a group of people were gathered around a stage where one person was speaking. He said it wasn't a huge gathering, but there was a bunch of people there and they all seemed pretty happy to be listening to them, to that guy. So she tightens her grip and says, let's go in a little closer. Everyone is cheering for this guy. And then Zoe says to watch. And suddenly they hear a gunshot and the man has fallen and everyone is screaming and panicking. Um, and Zoe turns, uh, turns them around and uh, tells him this will happen. And he replied that he doesn't understand. She just giggles and says, um, let's get you back to your car, shall we? <laughs> and they just gently float back to his car. She touches it and it starts. And he knows that she's about to leave. So he grabs her and tells her he doesn't want her to go. He can't, um, he, he can't live without her. And she says, remember, I will never leave you. Uh, I will never leave you stranded. She puts him in the car and then he wakes up. Um, the next dream occurred a few months later. Um, he appeared to be in Tokyo or a city like that. Um, and he finds Zoe. And most of the time it's just spent hugging and cuddling and she kept saying i have to see you remember i'll always be with you and it seems kind of like their roles were switched a little bit um so her needing more her needing him more this time um and he felt more like a caregiver to her now um but he wasn't upset with it he was he was fine with that but he just noticed something had changed um so this is the last dream that he had of Zoe. Um, and it started with him running down a concrete hall into a protected concrete room that had a few people in it. Uh, when he saw Zoe, she ran up to him and hugged him and told him, I will always be here for you. She cried and he comforted him or, or he comforted her. I'm sorry. And they fell asleep together. And that was the last time he dreamt of her. Um, he says that, she left him with so many unanswered questions and confusion. He seems to miss her uh, a whole lot. Like he's missing a part of himself. Um, just from what I gathered from reading all this. Um, after she left the dreams, his dreams became more violent. They involve mass destruction and death. Um, and usually with some kind of extraterrestrial intervention or shown how to survive these things. Um, some of these dreams also left physical pain and marks on his body. Um, and after these dreams started starting started happening, this piqued a different interest for him, and he started looking into ufology, um, which led to reading about abduction theories. And here's where he began to notice similarities with other people's stories. 
Okay. <laughs> if, um, he took a couple of questionnaires, which revealed that he is 80% likely to have been abducted. Um, all the puzzle pieces started to coming together in a rush and everything began to make sense. And he wants, <laughs> this kind of gives me chills. He remembers what's in the closet now. <laughs> he says, what is it? he says that he can see it clear as day. Okay. It's a fucking cliffhanger. Tell me. I don't know what it is. That's it. That's he stopped it. There. Yes. So he'll send him more. Yes. Um. So he was abducted by aliens. Yes. It was an alien in the closet. I know, but I wonder what it looks like. It's a Graylian. You think so? Yeah, I think okay. all aliens are Graylians. Okay. I I just like I mean this story is a lot like communion. And communion, communion is about alien, uh, a man who is abducted by, well, he never says that he's abducted by aliens, but he says that he was visited um, by, some, by some other beings that weren't human. So many similarities in this. It is uncanny. It is incredible. And I, I don't know. I just, I'm awestruck by this story. Like, and I, I feel so special that he's decided to share it with us, too. So thank you so much. Yeah. Um, did he share with you the survey link? <laughs> Can <laughs> no. we take the survey to see if we've been abducted? No, I mean, I don't I'm think sure. I have been. No, I don't think that you have been either. But I mean, maybe we could, if I find it, I'll paste it on Facebook. But I'm sure okay. that there's a lot of those surveys. I also want to find a survey to identify if um, you've been haunted or if you have a poltergeist. Okay. Because I think I do because I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> I go back and forth on that. Since I, I don't believe any of this shit. I believe it all. <laughs> <laughs> I decided what one of my next tattoos is going to be. I know I talked about a Wendigo. Uh-huh. But I think I really want to get a ghost. Cool. Like a little ghosty. Like That'd a be little, cute. Yeah. 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 Doing something, you know, ghosty. Maybe holding some flowers. Oh, that's what ghosts Yeah, do. I found some cute ones. I'm excited. Cool. I think a ghost is what, like, fits <laughs> me. It's so you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't oh. wait to hear the other part of this story, though. I want yeah, to know. Dude. I want to know details. I want to know exactly what you saw in the closet. Um, thank you so much again for sharing this with us. Like I said, I just feel so honored that, that you've, there are many paranormal podcasts that you can choose. Thank you for flying with, I have a strange story. We'll see you next time. Buckle your seatbelt, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I don't even know. Um, yeah. So, um, also I just wanted to say, sorry, before, uh, you say something. Um, oh, okay. If you if you have not heard the first couple of, of um, parts to that story, um, they are episodes 58 through 60. Oh, so good. check those out. Um, and um, it, things will make a little bit more sense if you haven't heard those already. Yeah. And if you have a Pukwudgie story that you'd like to share with us, please send it to us. Yes. To read if you survived it, um, you can send it to <laughs> I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Because we're interested in puck wudgies. Yeah. They what cool. if we're puck wudgies? Kind of like I'm a hobbit. If I was anything from Lord of the Rings, I'd be a hobbit. Well, because you're short. You drink 
well, you short. I'm short, but okay. you drink beer and you eat all day and you have hairy feet. And I have the gene yeah. where you oh, have yeah. hair on the top of your foot. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fucking hobbit. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, I'm grumpy. I don't like people. I want to stay in my hobbit hole. I want to like. I don't think um, hobbits are grumpy. They seem pretty nice and happy. Well, you're Spiegel. the you're the humpy you're the, the humpy you're the grumpy hobbit. Yeah, Spiegel. Okay, okay. So okay. All right. Um. Anyway, yeah. Send us your story. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe, rate, and review us. If you do any of those things, um, send us a snapshot of your review to our email address with your mailing address, and we will mail you some physical stickers. If you'd like to send us your story, send it to P.O. Box 2292, Georgetown, Texas, 78627. Oh, dude. Yeah. Just one more thing. The story (laughs) that I read last time, the case closed. The mystery oh, yeah. that was solved. Yes. Um, so the person who sent us the story is going to send me the pictures he took. Fuck yes. Yes. Oh my God. I can't wait to see that. Thank you, yeah, dude. Cool. Thank yeah, you. Thank you, dude. That's co- that's so cool. So cool. It is. Okay. Anyways, um, until we get those stories <laughs> and, you know, pictures until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>